It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Boys basketball season finally underway. Uh, Brady, I saw a uh, game uh, last night. Had more girls basketball on uh, Monday, a game that didn't look like it was going to be very good in the beginning, and then my game finished with a flurry. Right. Um, you saw a really good girls basketball game last really night. I saw two really good r- girls basketball games and two teams that both were in a regional last year. And, well, it's a very interesting interesting look at these two teams because I, I think there's a lot of good in a lot of this, even though some teams lost. We had some boys' scores that some of them – were a little surprising. Had some teams had some nice wins. Some teams played some tough opponents and dropped some games. But it's early in the season. It's hard to figure out where exactly everyone stands. The next two days, a few other teams will tip off. I know Port here on high tips off tonight. St. Clair is down in Lons Cruz among some other teams. So we'll we'll find out some more. It's fast and furious. But yeah. I think we're starting to get a little bit of a picture of what girls' basketball might look like for the 22-game season. Yeah, and uh, and boys-wise, in case you were worried about it, Croslex is going to be good again. Yeah, they just lose. They went from losing <laughs> Soper and Johnson, 20-0. They lose Townsend and Slanik and the rest of that senior class, and yeah, they, they, they show that they're not willing to to give up their throne. Yeah, no, no, they're, they're going to be just fine. All right, we'll take a break, and uh, we'll look back at uh, Monday first here on the uh, podcast. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700 for all your real estate needs. O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. 
Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Garaclean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garaclean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Duraclean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and Brady, and let's get to it Monday night, uh, Brady. Before we get to the games that we saw, the Port Huron girls uh, are off to a good start uh, this uh, season. They had a uh, tight one on the road at Utica, but they got out a 35-34 win to get out to a 2-0 start. And Utica's been a really good team as of late. In the, I believe they're in the Mac White. They've been a very solid team, so that's a good road test for them, um, a good win for Port Huron High, and yeah, I mean, they're just, it's a program, it's a culture thing with Port Huron. They expect to win, they have talent, and they everyone kind of rises up when they need to. Yeah, but I mean, going in, we were a little concerned a week and a half ago about, you know... They lost a lot of pieces. You know, Julia Gilbert goes. Becky Gilbert's not there coaching anymore. Oh, whoa, is the Big Reds, and not really. It kind of feels like the conversation we had a year ago about the Big Reds. Yeah. Like, all right, they have Julia Gilbert, but who else is going to score? And they were fine last year. Yeah, and and so far, so good uh, this year for, uh, for them. Uh, and, and again... They they kind of do it with defense first. Yeah, they're never gonna light up. They're never gonna put up sixty seventy points, but they will grind you down. Again, they have some size in the paint. You're going to have to shoot if you want to beat Port here on high, and yeah, and just it's they're they're a, a tough team to play. You're going to be a little sore after playing Port here on high. All right, so uh, switching over to the BWAC, 
Imlay City. You got to see them against a quality opponent in Bloomfield Hills, Marion. Yes. Tell me about this basketball game, and is MLA City still the team with the target on their back? So MLA City wins this game 46-40. They win their 30th straight home game. It's now been over three years since they've lost a game at home. It was December 6, 2019. Against a really good team. Blake Fenton. <laughs> yes. And that was the only home game they lost that year. Yeah. So uh, MLA City has lost. One game at home in the seniors' athletic career. They are going to be, they're going to still going to be really good. Uh, I'll talk about the positives. So, Marion and Emily City, it was a back and forth game. Uh, Marion actually led at halftime 19 to 18. Emily City had a big third quarter to take the lead, and they just kind of held them at bay. Bree Hund off the bench hit three, three, excuse me, four threes and had 16 points, led all scores. Lexa Forty had 12. So she's the one, Lexa Forty, that you can tell the offense is running through. She's the linchpin that she plays 28, 30 minutes a night that they want her out there in key situations. And then the rest is going to be, I'm going to assume, kind of by matchup. Uh, Hund, like I said, off the bench, she was the hot hand, and she wasn't afraid to shoot. Uh, the Bruman girls both played and... They're going to be factors. Natalie Stone's back. She had nine points. So Lily Langman only had two, but handled the ball a lot. Uh, Emily City's really athletic. If you don't have good guard play and can't bring the ball up the court, you're going to get run by Emily City because they're just going to pressure you and get layups. Now, against teams that maybe can do that, that's where they're going to have to really battle like against this Marion team. It was a weird game where there was a ton of turnovers for both sides that when they watch film, there's going to be a lot of, hey, uh, turnover, why here, why this? I mean, I bet you both sides were in excess of 20 turnovers each. But, but isn't that the style, though? Like, they're both kind of in-your-face teams, and don't you think that causes yes, more turnovers to happen? Yes, that's definitely part of it, but there were some where they just – threw it out of bounds where they, they were trying to move too fast. So it was a little bit of both. There were some forced turnovers, but there was a fair share of unforced turnovers. So Emily City's still going to be in the top of the BWAC in the discussion. Um, but you can tell they don't have that go. They haven't figured out that go-to scoring threat. We'll talk about that with Marysville um, in the next segment. But obviously when you lose someone like Mary Langman, when things get tough, you go, Give the ball to Mary. She'll score. Don't worry about it. They don't have that yet. They haven't had someone step up, or at least they, they're trying to figure out what to do in those situations. And they did a good job. I mean, you score 46 points against a Marion team, which heavily outsized you. Uh, Mackenzie Swanson for them was 6-2. Ruby Jansen was 6-1. They, they towered in the post. But MLA City's going to be good. They're going to just out-athlete a lot of teams because – they're fast, they're quick. Like I said, the press is going to get on you quickly. But I just I know they're going to be really good. I don't know if they're going to be like 19 and 3 good or 15 and like they're going to win a lot more than they lose. The question is are they going to are they still good enough to run the BWAC start to end? Well, uh if if they stay undefeated at home 
And, That's half your business and, taken and, care and of. And they win more than they lose on the road. They're going to be all right. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's not a discussion if MLA City is going to be good or not. It's how good is MLA City. And that Marion win is a very strong win against a bigger school that has talent to build some confidence. Uh, but again... It's, I mean, with any team that you have to replace, basically, a, a, a Division two player. That's never going to be easy, but they're doing a really good job, and they do want to do it defense first, but their defense also leads to offense. I think one thing with MLA City is they shoot a lot, and in this game, they hit uh, seven threes, so 21 of their 46 points came from outside. I could see MLA City... If they're not shooting well and the team outsizes them, that might be the scouting report against them. If you have some size inside, take away the paint, make them shoot, and then, well, you know how that goes. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But I still think MLA City is going to be a team that is dead set in the middle of the BWAC race come January and February. All right, I saw a different BWAC team. I saw a Crosslex girls basketball team. Now, keep this in mind, folks. They started last season losing their first nine games, and they were 1-16 and 16 after 17 games. But since then, they've played seven basketball games because they finished last year 2-3, and three, won a playoff game, and they're off to a 2-0 and start this year. But this game was two different basketball games. First half was all cross legs. Anything they wanted, anytime they wanted, they ran rough shot over Harbor Beach. They're up 11-3 to at the end of the first. They're up 19-8 to at halftime. And I'm looking at this going, wow. Uh, you know, because Beach was 16-5 and last year, and they've still got five seniors on their team. Right. I'm thinking, what happened to Harbor Beach? And, wow, it, it, this is really exciting for Crosslex. And then Beach must have woke up some kids and got them off the bus because it was all Harbor Beach in the second half. Um, but, unfortunately, they had dug themselves too big of a, a hole, and Crosslex ended up hanging on 30-29. to 29. Beach missed a shot at the, the buzzer. It hit the, the side of the, the rim. I mean, you know, I, I thought when the girl let it go, it was going to miss. And then I was kind of surprised that it got to where it got to. It's like, oh, she missed, but not by as much as I thought she was going to miss. But um, what I like about Crosslex, um, they spread it around. They, they don't have just this one, you know, dominant player who's scoring all their points. They spread it around. Mackenzie Dennison scored eight, did a really good job handling the basketball. Uh, Aubrey Connolly, who was not a player that was on my radar, scored six points uh, in the uh, the ball game, played really well. Savannah Krampitz, five points. Emma Knoll had four points. Isabella Edwards, who was dominant in the first game. I think she was the leading scorer in their first yeah, game you, against Deckerville. Yeah, a presence in the post. Early on, she was a president in the post. She scored her four points early in the game, got into foul trouble. In fact, all the Croslex bigs got into foul trouble in the second half, and it was a player who actually had played in the JV game that saved them in the fourth quarter. Um, Elisa Nelson 
Only had three points, but they they were three huge points. That the, uh, there was only one lead in the game for Harbor Beach. They hit a three and went up 29-28 with about two and a half minutes to go in the basketball game. And Nelson knocked down a free throw that tied the game. Um, so she came up and had to play out of necessity, had to play in the fourth quarter, and she did a great job. Um, and, and, and was uh, one, of the, one of the many heroes in this game for Croslex. Once Harbor Beach woke up, they got a couple of uh, good post players. Uh, Marion uh, John had 14 points, and uh, Aubrey Geiger had uh, nine. Harbor Beach's problem was if they didn't get it into the post to one of those two kids, they really struggled offensively. They were not knocking down shots. Uh, Croslex is in your face defensively. Yeah. Carly Guza did hit a, a th- the three that gave them their their one lead in the game, but it, it was an int- it ended up being an interesting ball game, and it ended up being kind of an exciting finish, even though the only points in the last two and a half minutes of the game were free throws. Hmm. Um, Nelson split to tie the game, uh, and uh, then the uh, winning free throw was by Dennison. She went to the line and and split two free throws, but that was enough. Because they played great uh, defense and they got the stop when they needed the uh, the stop, but uh, it was an interesting ball game. And I like Crosslex. Are they going to win the BWAC? Probably not. But are they way improved from a three win team last year? Well, they've already got two in two games this year. All right. Are they going to be winning as many or more than they're losing? Probably. Yeah. I mean, the BWAC is going I, to be tough. Yeah. But. They're starting off well in their non-conference. They they have to play a, a decent bad axe team uh, next. But, no, this Cross-Lex girls team is, like you said, much improved from a year ago. I, I think they have a chance. Let's go conservative. They have a chance to win 10 to 12 games. Yeah, and, well, if they keep improving, that's going to be the test now. We know they can beat teams they're much better than because there wasn't a team last year that you went, oh, Croslex is going to win. Now, you feel like they can handle their business. The question is, when they play a team like MLA City, North Branch, Yale, how are they going to stack up with those teams? Yeah, So, and, and we know that North Branch is, is pretty good, and we think that Yale is solid, and we know that MLA City is solid. Right. Back on Monday, Almont did drop a game 34-20 to Lutheran North. Lutheran North's usually a pretty solid program. but They love you. Well, that was that's a long time ago now. When two I, years ago, yeah, when I was at their entire run and they almost upset MLA City after they should have lost in the district semifinals to St. Clair and somehow they came back and won. Uh, so thirty-four twenty, Lutheran North over Brown City. Dryden beat uh, Brown Lutheran North over Almont. I was getting ready for the next one. Dryden over Brown City, forty-six to twenty. Deckerville thirty-nine ten over Owen Gage. Pack forty-six. Akron Fairgrove five. And CPS beat Mayville twenty-three twenty-two. You know we've been seeing a lot of these weird, like really lopsided scores where one team is really struggling to score, and this is an anomaly for me. I mean. You're always going to have lopsided games. It happens every year. You usually, you just get a really good team against a not one very team good gets team. to twenty. But yeah, like I, I've never, never seen the the stifling defense or the lack of shooting. I don't know what it is. Like, just off the top of my head, there's 
five, six different games where a team didn't get past 10 points. Yeah. And that feels like enough for a year we get. Well, I mean, area. there was a boys score on Monday night. Yeah, let's talk about the boys real quick, and then we'll move on to Tuesday. Let's start with Armada. Uh, they put up 79 points in a win over Lampfear, 79-66. Sneezak, and I'm going to get this name wrong again until I go back to Armada. I believe it's Camden Khan, I think. Cause I kept, I knew I was calling it wrong last year, and I corrected it, and it's been a long time. Yeah, but anyway, I can't remember if it's Con or Cone. Con had 17, so sorry, Camden, if I got it wrong. Riley Andrews with 17, and Justin Chapman with 16. Andrews hit five threes in the win, but uh, that's not too often you see a, a scorebook with four guys over 15 points. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, that was the kind of game, apparently, that it was. Uh, run and gun. 79-66. I wish I saw more games like that. Yeah, you, you're I the love that kind guy. of stuff. But Sneezak leads the way. He's going to have to lead the the scoring for Armada more often than not. But if you can get this secondary scoring at this level, Armada could be a team to look out for. Uh, Caro beats Sandusky 34-32. Deckerville 70, Owendale Gagetown 5. Now, we know last year Owendale Gagetown tried to start a team back up and they had so many freshmen and kids that hadn't played basketball before that they decided not to. Apparently this year they're giving it a go and that's the first result. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Memphis beat landmark 59, 39, couple of max scores. Uh, Anchor Bay got a nice win. 62, 60 over Stony Creek. We think Dylan Gyra had 29, 26 or 29. And that yeah. was a lot of points. He's, he's a good player that got hidden last year. Cause they were just so bad last year. Uh, and New Haven beat Southfield Bradford 81 to 42. I like when teams score 81 and 79 points. Yes, you like you like <laughs> the offense. And last night, well, you saw more offense and more defense too. Yeah, uh, boy, uh, I'll tell you what. We'll we'll get to that because you saw a really good uh, ball game and a better effort from the Northern girls too last night. We'll get to all that in just a moment. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250 7520 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Well, uh, you saw a pretty good uh, effort by uh, Northern against Yale. I saw them against Marysville, and it was painful. Uh, last night, they played a, a pretty good Gross Point South program. At least the last few years, uh, Gross Point South has been tough, uh, and a much better effort by Northern. They fall to 1-2, and two, but 41-32 to 32 is much better than 47-10. to 10. So well, clearly yeah. the young players – responded to the embarrassing loss and against a pretty tough team gave a pretty good effort. Yeah, former conference opponent. I mean, Gross Point South beat Romeo 48-30 in their first game, so they're not any they're not having any dip right now, but yeah, it's that's a that's a nice bounce back effort. I I know they're a, a, a no, they're not happy that they're 0 and 3. Um, but 
I still think this team can, once they figure it out and put it together, they'll, they'll have some success. They've just played a pretty tough schedule early, and, well, that's kind of how you want it. Now they get, I guess, a little reprieve with Almont and St. Clair, I guess, if that's a reprieve from Grove yeah, I don't Point know that South. that's much of a reprieve. But. No, but you get to really see where you stand uh, there before – you get into the holiday stuff, and they could get another crack at Marysville if they beat Port Huron in the Weimar tournament. So that I'm going to keep a close eye on Port Huron Northern, and I was also keeping a close eye on Marysville because they, much like Northern, had one good game and one not-so-good game, except it was reversed. They started with the not-so-good game, and then they beat Northern with a very good game. So they went to St. Clair last night, and very interesting to see because Darren Petrakowski was very confident in his team. He knew he had a lot of talent coming back, and he did. I mean, Aaron Saros, uh, Peyton Malcolm, Audrey Schindler, Ashlyn Zimmer, uh, all coming back, and some new, younger players that are taking a, a bigger role. Got a, Started off 1-0 and after a, a nice win against New Haven, but I was very curious to see how this game would go. And it was as weird of a first half as I've ever seen. Dennis Marysville got shut out in the first quarter. It was 8 nothing after a quarter, and with every defensive stop, the St. Clair student section and the crowd got a little louder and got a little louder and got a little louder. And then when the final buzzer sounded in the first quarter, they went nuts. I mean, you shut out Marysville in the first quarter, you're up 8 nothing. You didn't score a lot, but you shut out Marysville in a quarter. That's a pretty impressive feat. And, and generally, when you're up eight at the end of a quarter, you feel like you had a good quarter. Right, right. Um, it's And there's something about shutting out a team in the first quarter when you still see the zero on the board. Like, if you shut them out in the third, maybe not everyone even realizes you yeah. did it. But when you shut them out in the first quarter and it says zero, you feel a little better about yourself. Yeah. So Especially against a rival. Right. So they go into the second quarter. And with six minutes left to go in the second quarter, Marysville was leading. It's like they went, oh, all right, let's turn this up a notch. And Kara Miller hit a three, got him going in it. And St. Clair's lead lasted like a minute 50. And then it was 9-8. And then it was a battle. Marysville scored 20 in the second quarter. They were up 20 to, nine, or 20 to 16 at half. And if you're St. Clair, you're going, uh-oh, like, Think about that, though. You go from no points <laughs> to 20 points the next quarter. Right, right. And St. Clair, the last last year, every time against Marysville, they'd get off to that slow start. The, the game in St. Clair, they, got, they were down like 20 or something, and then they got it to within four in the fourth quarter. The, the, the other regular season game at Marysville, they started off slow and couldn't recover, and they're trying to get this monkey off their back and they responded halftime. It's it was a high scoring third quarter. St. Clair put up 18 points. It's 37-32 going into the final quarter. And Marysville's having these chances to come back. They have it within uh two and they get an easy look at a layup and they just short arm it a little bit and they they brick away. It was almost as if the girl was too wide open and didn't was expecting contact and just kind of threw it up and and missed it missed the chance to tie. They were stuck and St. Clair was able to get up to a 45-43 lead, uh 45-40 lead 
Addie Meinsberg hits her only three of the night with about 10 seconds to go. Marys was out of timeouts, couldn't foul St. Clair, and St. Clair wins 45-43 for a big win for the Saints. Aaron Saros had 17 points. Alexa Vickers didn't score a lot in the second half, but kind of had their offense moving in the first. She had 10. Uh, Ali Komarowski had 7. And Ashlyn Zimmer, if you look at the box score, only had four points. But she had four big points. She had a big jumper, I believe, to make it 45-40. And she had a shot of a minute or so before to extend their lead. And, you know, you look, when you look at the box score, ah, she only had four, not a good night. If she doesn't hit those two shots, I think Marysville wins this game. Because Kara Miller had 18 points. She hit four threes. Avery Wolters had 13 points. But I'll tell you what, between Schindler and Zimmer in the post, they only had six points combined, but they were a factor rebounding the ball and altering Marysville shots, and that's a big win for St. Clair because I think it kind of got rid of that mental block. They got the boogeyman. They, they, they finally got him, and they, they knock off Marysville in, in big fashion. Marysville falls to one and two, but the Vikings are going to be all right. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's interesting because I thought the – when we talked about this game earlier in the week, I thought St. Clair's bigs could be a factor, but I was thinking on the offensive end, and it sounds like their bigs were more of a factor defensively. Well, and I'll, and I'll say this in the first quarter. I think this was a mature uh, a, a maturing experience, or I can't think of the right word, a, a maturation process uh, for Marysville. Because in the first quarter, I could tell there was a little bit of uh, I don't want to say a hangover from last year, but a year ago they would have said, hey, Caitlin, here's the ball. Go score. And there wasn't anyone that did that in the first quarter. The good news is you got shut out in a quarter and you still put up 43. The bad news is, is you make one basket in the first quarter and it's a tie ball game. That's kind of the catch yeah. 22. But I can tell this Marysville team has the pieces. They're going to be good. They just need to, once they figure out the right chemistry and some younger players get some confidence and, and they step up, I think Marysville will be all right. In fact, they'll get another shot at St. Clair in the Weimar tournament. And St. Clair 2-0, and they're feeling pretty confident because they play with a little bit of an edge and they play hard. And hey, that's a heck of a night for Aaron Saros with 17 Well, points. and that's, I was going to, glad you brought that up because she had 16 in the first game and 17 in this game. And this is the type of offense that I've thought the last couple of years she could give St. Clair, and and I, I would be frustrated at the end of the night when she'd only have four or six points because I felt like there was more there, and, and at least this season it, it looks like she's got some confidence here early in the season, and she's scoring, and, and I think she can keep this pace up. I, I think she can too, but when 31 of your points are from two players on Marysville's end, they need to get some secondary, and you want to add more. Ava Grant had... Uh, seven points as well. So now you have 38 of your 43 points coming from three players. Again, we talked about it with kind of Northern's team. If, if those other players can chip in two, four points and you get three players that do that, that's a completely different game. Well, that's, uh, and again, against Northern, they had eight different kids score at least a basket in the, in the game and their top 
four scorers scored 10, 9, 8, 7. Yeah, and this one, I mean, until Minesburg hit the three in the last 10 seconds, they only had four different players score. Yeah, so uh, maybe a little Jekyll and Hyde there, but if they can find a nice middle ground and say six kids a night are scoring for you, that's that's a good formula, especially in uh, girls' basketball. Scoring, not an issue for Marine City. 75-11, to 11, they beat East Point. Yeah, East Point's been kind of down in girls' basketball in Marine City. When they smell blood in the water, they don't let up. No, and but, I mean, girls' basketball game, 75 points is a lot. Yes, it is. And, uh, and Blanchard had 25 and 10 rebounds. Kind of what you expect when you see that score. That was the first thing you thought was how much did Blanchard Yeah, <laughs> like I, I'm thinking they scored 75. Jade's got to be close to 30. 25 points. 10 rebounds, and that's with the second half and running time in all likelihood. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's with Jade and probably Dietland not playing the second half. (laughs) So think about that. Jade probably did most of that in the first half. Absolutely. Anchor base, just thwomps Chippewa Valley, 53-12. Chippewa Valley's down bad. Uh, Center line beats New Haven, 24-15. Armada with a bounce-back win, 52-35 over Marlette. So they get a nice win there. North Branch continues their winning ways, 37-30 over Bad Axe. Broncos 3-0. Broncos are 3-0, and think about it. They beat Marysville. They beat Millington, and now they've beaten Bad Axe, who I think was undefeated going into that game. So, to me, it's three quality wins for North Branch, and we need to keep our eyes out on them. We are definitely going to be watching the Broncos. We're going to be watching the Yale Bulldogs, and they beat Harbor Beach 36-23. Another nice win for Yale. Another nice win um, for, for Yale, and a real good start for them. Uh, and again, I'm I'm still trying to figure out that Harbor Beach team because 16 wins last year, five seniors. I don't know. <laughs> Was it the first half? I Harbor didn't. Beach I didn't. You saw the second I, half. I I didn't see Harbor Beach play last year, so I don't know what players are back, but they're clearly still trying to figure it out. And Carroll beats Memphis 56-13. to Boo. Cass City in overtime knocks off Sandusky. So no perfect season for Al DeMott. Uh, 51-49 in overtime. Morgan Teague with, with, Teague. Teague, with 19. Allie Jansen with 16. Sandusky, that, that's a tough one, but Cass City's a good program. You lose one in overtime. But... The Wolves will be all right. They're they're It's a crossover game because Cass City's only in the East in football. They're in the West in basketball. Um, but remember, they played in the regional last year, and Sandusky won by a point. I think it was thirty to twenty nine was the final in the regional game. So a little bit of revenge for Cass City to to come in and, and win overtime, and and at least for the moment derail the al train hmm. uh, but uh he'll still be all right uh i'm sure he won't have to wait long to get uh 793 so if you're curious if al keeps winning and sandusky keeps winning on december 28th against deckerville would be would be when he can tie the record and january 3rd would be when he could 
break the record. Again, in that time, they might have to play MLA City, so that would be a tough game for them, so there's a chance he drops another one, but 797 the record. He's at 792 right now, and he's probably more worried about the the loss in overtime to Cass City and what they could have done different. Yeah, yeah. He's he he. Believe me, he's the only one not counting or or watching this or or concerned with anything. He's coaching his his team, and he wants his girls just to be better every game. All right, Dennis. Now that we've had another couple days of girls hoops, what are some of your takeaways from? from the action the last two days? Well, I mean, there's still a little bit of confusion for me as to where these teams are because I think Marysville is good, but a one and two start makes you think there's something going on there. But I I have a feeling you're going to be all right. I'm excited about St. Clair. I'm excited about Marine City. Uh, I'm excited now about PH and the start that they're off to. Uh, I think Northern is better than, and, and this is, I saw their worst game, their really worst game, but I think they're better than 0-3, but because of their schedule and their youth, I don't know how many games they're going to win. Well, here's Marysville's next two games. You want to you wanna make a statement and you want to get, get everyone back on track? Your next game at home against Marine City next Tuesday. Yeah, that that will be a very very interesting game. And then they go to South Lake, very good team. Yeah, as well. South Lake's got some players too. So you don't you don't get any gimmies the next two games, but you get a week to lick your wounds and and bounce back from from that St. Clair. And, loss. and and I still look at this Brady and I mean I guess I'd feel different if they got blown out in those games, but they they could start one and four and still win 15 games this year, 16 games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and MLA City, they, they're they the other team I'm a little curious about. They are in the Harry Seymour uh, tournament. They'll play Peck and, I believe, Sandusky in those two games. So, MLA City, a team we're looking at. And North Branch, they're – they're really catching our eye, at least with the 3-0 and start. And it was the win over Marysville and the way they did it that really impressed us. They have four straight road games now. At Oxford, at Almont, at Yale, at Birch Run. That'll tell us uh, a lot about, like, uh, I want to see a North Branch-Yale score. I want to see how that game goes, because Yale's the other team that's kind of on my radar where I'm interested to see just exactly how good are they um, and, and how are they going to match. Uh, are they going to be a force in the BWAC and girls basketball uh, this year? And, and the other team that we, we haven't talked a lot about is Armada. Uh, I want to know how, how good the Armada, the Armada girls are. Well, they got a nice win um, on Monday over Marlette, was it? Yes. Yeah. Very so. quickly – the Yale schedule, I mean, they play Memphis and Richmond next. You, If they're as good as we think they might be, that's two wins for them. But then they have a stretch where they play North Branch at home, and then they play Marine City in the SC4 showcase. Those are going to be two games we're going to be watching very closely. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I know it was East Point, but I'm sorry. 75 points is a lot of points, so I'm very excited um, they had a nice win over uh, Algonac. Marine City is scoring. 
We know that uh, Blanchard and, and Dietlin are a dynamic duo, but they have other pieces to the, the puzzle. I'll be shocked if my assignments wasn't double digits last night with all the points that they scored. So that's what we have in girls' basketball. Dennis, boys' basketball got underway, and no, we don't have any big answers yet except Cross-Lex is still pretty good, and we'll find out more this coming week. But, yeah, you saw Cross-Lex look like vintage Cross-Lex. Yeah, the, they scored the first 19 points of their game. Yeah. <laughs> and then after giving up a bucket, scored the next 14. Yeah. Uh, you want to you wanna do this right now, or you want to take a break? Uh, let's take a break so we can talk about that, and then we have a lot of other boys' games that we will have in the next couple days. Yeah, okay. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 we welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. 
Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year. Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're uh, back. So, uh, Croslex, two years ago. Oh, Soper, Soper and Johnson are gone. What are they going to do? And Townsend and Slanik well, well, and the hold, boys. Hold that thought because I want to preface your game by saying, Yes, that's what we were thinking. Hey, you just lost like two of your three leading scorers of all time. Hunter Soper basically holds every record at Croslex that people care about. So what did they do in their first two games last year? 81-38 and 63-19. Come back with a bang and say, uh-uh, we're still pretty damn good. Yeah, they're still pretty good. They were up. 11 to nothing last night in the first 90 seconds of the game. Mitch Geiger, okay, they get the, they win the tap. Mitch Geiger drains a three. Marysville turns the ball over. Mitch Geiger drains a three. Marysville turns the ball over. They go into the post to McDonald. He gets an easy bucket. They turn the ball over. Geiger jacks another three. It's through. It's 11 to nothing before anybody's even opened their bag of popcorn yet. Uh, and and it was some of the parents are still looking for parking. Yeah, spots. Oh, well, believe me, if you didn't get there at two o'clock in the afternoon, you weren't getting a parking spot last night. Like the, <laughs> I, I had to park in Applegate and walk in. Uh, it, it was uh, really something else. But um, Croslex was up twenty three to two. They had a nineteen point run to start the game. Marysville got a basket, and then it was 14 more points. So at one point, it's 33-2 to two in the first half. The halftime score is 46-6. to six. They scored 23 in the first and 23 in the second and gave up two points in the first and four points in the second. And they called off the dogs pretty early in this one, in my opinion. Like, the, the the pressure, because, you know, they like to pressure the ball. This is how they get off to good starts. They get in teams' faces. They force turnovers. They get easy baskets in transition. Um, you know, they, they stopped pressing. A lot of teams will do it for the whole first half. They stop right. pressing in the first half. And that's usually the, the cutoff point. Hey, you play a half. You play real like you play basketball the way you want to play it, and then at halftime you say, "All right, make 
this many passes or do whatever. And but Croslex flexes their muscles. The super scary thing here, Brady, is they shot a lot of free throws last night, and they weren't really good at the line. No. Like like if they have just an average night at the free throw line, they probably get seventy points. And I know Marysville has some injured players. This isn't the Vikings at a hundred percent, but Dennis, if you're, I know Cross Lex is really good, but you gotta. I mean, eight points is even last year they got to what nineteen? I said against Cross Lex and. I think that was a that was a big slap of reality for a lot of kids playing their first varsity game. Well, I I mean a lot of what happened is cross lex, but again, when you only are scoring eight, you have to look at yourself too. Um, and when they did get opportunities, they did miss a lot of shots. So I mean that's yeah that's a tough tough way to start and. Hopefully it's a wake-up call for some kids that say, hey, this is what the standard is. This is what a team who hasn't lost more than two games in a season since the 18-19 season looks like. Like, Croslex is on one of the best runs any team can claim over, what, a four-year period. In 1920, they lost one game, and then the season was canceled. In 2021, they lost one one game and that was a quarter final two games oh yeah, yeah they, they, they did they forfeit, forfeit. They, i'm okay. sorry it's in the records okay they lost one game that was played so i know you like to say that but the, the loss is a loss cool they had the opportunity to play a game decided not to cool they lost one game that year that actually happened and so that's two losses in two years and then in in last season they go undefeated and they lose to Goodrich in a regional game. So now we're in year four of this run, and they've lost three games that have been played. This this is the standard, and for, I think, some of the kids that play against them, that they realize this is what the standard is. Now, Croslex has a tough little stretch here. They go to Gross Point North, but then they go to our old friends at Detroit University Prep. And... For whatever we said about them in football, it's the opposite for basketball. U-Prep has played two games this year, Dennis. They played Ferndale. Remember Ferndale? Yeah, I team, remember Ferndale. team I just mentioned that Cowards. beat cross legs <laughs> and held the ball uh, in the quarterfinal. They beat Ferndale 55-52. So then what's their next game? Detroit Catholic Central. They lose that game. They lose it 80-73. to Detroit University Prep is going to be a problem for Croslex. And if Croslex can come out of at Gross Point North, at U Prep, and oh, by the way, at Armada Home to Port here on Northern, if they somehow come out of that 5 and 0, just crown them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, that's going to be a hell of a stretch. That might be the toughest four game stretch they've had in the regular season during the run I just mentioned. But if you come out of that, unscathed congratulations now, Here's what, what, Here's what are you gonna yeah like what do you what do you say if if they're five and oh at the at the end of that like now i wouldn't bet on them being five and oh because you preps really good and we know we're gonna find out what northern is we know they're gonna be really good and at gross point north and at armada aren't layups so see how the pioneers come come out of that stretch because you prep is 
going to be maybe the best team of those four. Who knows? It might be Port here on Northern. But uh, the, the the thing about their win last night, uh, you know, they, they got to play everybody, and a, a lot of kids did good things, so you, you kind of get a, a good feel. We, we talk about seeing the ball go through the basket. It, it's a good thing. We thought Donovan McDonald would be a post presence. He had uh, 13 last night. Trey Kolakovich had 10 points. He's still the fastest kid on the court. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Mitch Geiger, nine points in like the first 90 seconds of the game, and then they didn't want him to shoot anymore. He got his. He, he got his. Uh, Drew Hosterman is playing this year, seven points. Uh, James Krampitz, who was a scorer on JV last year, seven points last night. Six points for Trevor Soule. Uh, he played uh, a really good game. Kretsch was very quiet. He had four, but you know he can score if, if they need him to shoot and score. They just didn't need him to shoot and score uh, last night. So, I mean, they they got a lot of kids in. Everybody played for them. Um, a lot of the, the kids that won't see minutes when, when they get into the tougher games Got to play a lot, and that's just good for everybody on the Crosslex side. For Marysville, I, I just I don't know what to tell you. Um, they really struggled in all facets of the game, um, and I I know that uh, Coach Shunk isn't going to blame injuries, but they had you know two kids sitting out that are going to that would have played a lot of minutes for them, and who I think. Would make a difference. Will it win? Make it look will it win them the game? Better. No, but it won't be fifty-nine to eight uh, if, if you've got Radford and Simpson available. Absolutely. There were other boys' games going on. Almont loses their opener to Clintondale, fifty-five forty-three. Clintondale's always a tough one. They've been down the last couple years, but they've had good teams in the past. MLA City. Uh, Don is not afraid to go play tough teams. No, and he goes to Ecorse who was a, I believe, a semifinalist last year. 91-57, which that's not a good-looking loss, but that's a game that, yeah, you want to get your kids up to speed, get them ready to go for the BWAC. E-Course will do that for you. That'll, that's a really damn good team. Well, you you want to ch- challenge Crosslex? Let's go play a team that plays like Crosslex. And I know last year they <laughs> played like Southfield Christian yeah. who won D4 I think la- the, the year before and they played Country Day too. So yeah, MLA City's not going to back down from a challenge. Brown City gets the win over Dryden 47-41. Peck beats Akron Fairgrove 55-42. Dalton Semp with 20. Alex Affer almost had a double-double. He was a point away 9 points, 11 rebounds. So and Stephen Van Conant was a bucket away from a double double eight and twelve boards respectively and CPS falls to Mayville fifty four twenty eight. All right, Dennis, your choice. Do you want to talk about the hockey results or do you want to talk about what's going to happen the the next couple of days in boys basketball and what you're looking forward to? Well, let's stick with boys basketball right now because there wasn't uh, much with hockey. We can give those scores um, before we wrap up the uh, podcast. Um, but um, I'm going to see PH tonight against Utica, uh, and, and I'm very interested 
to see what the Big Reds look like this year. Three games tonight, so not a big slate. Dennis will be the only one on, but I'll probably be at the PH game. Utica at Port Huron. St. Clair at Lance Cruz, and Lance Cruz has the one player. I believe Williams is his name, and he's a Grand Valley commit. He can score. St. Clair's going to have their hands full, and Marine City will have their hands full at Lakeshore. Gives a chance to see what the two East China teams will look like as well. Yeah, um, I think the Saints are probably okay. I don't even know what Marine City's got this year because everybody graduated. Yeah, it's and it's going to be tough. One boys game tomorrow, Lutheran North at Richmond. That's going to be a good early measuring stick to see where the Blue Devils are. I expect them to hit the ground running and, if nothing else, score a lot of points. Yeah, because we know they're capable of that. We, we know the, the big three are uh, back. They have size, too. I know a couple of those guys are gone, but they, they still have some, some good uh, size to complement the other three kids, uh, especially Haskins and Stevens. They're 25 points waiting to happen. Uh, on any given night, and Thompson has that capability. It's just with the other two, he's more of the setup guy. He he, he passes more than he shoots. But if they wanted him to shoot, Thompson could score twenty. If they a want game. to double team one of the other two, then he'll get his. Yeah. So that's what we have for boys basketball. Dennis, you have two hockey games tomorrow, but we had a couple of hockey. Want to mention too? Night. Saturday we'll see Northern. Uh, I'll see Tyler Jamison in action, and I'm. Yeah, interested Chippewa, in seeing against them Chippewa against Chippewa Valley. Valley. Yeah, we'll talk a lot about that on Friday because that's actually Northern's home opener. So they had a few extra days of practice, and I know when you get to this point, you're waiting to see a different color jersey yeah. across from you. And that's going to be – I mean, if there's a way for Northern to put a big mark on the start of their season, you beat Chip Valley. Yeah, you're going to impress a lot of people. Not just us, not just Callie and Welper and the Thumb. You're going to impress a lot of people around the state. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, I'm excited to see the other guy. Uh, Tyler Jamison's worth it just to go and watch him play. But I know what he can do, and I know what he's going to do. I want to see what these other kids do. And, again, it's funny when we talk about him. If he's, if if you get done with that game and he has 20 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists, you went, that's it? <laughs> And it's unfair. It, but, it's very unfair but, because any other kid in the world gets that, and he's athlete of the week. And we're and he's watching that game on repeat the rest of his life. Yeah. But um, hockey scores last night, and then you have two games tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Catholic Central beat Northern eight uh, nothing last night. The Huskies will try uh, in another league game tomorrow night against Orchard Lake St. Mary's. That's the back end of our doubleheader because Marysville plays against Gross Point North in the first game, and the Vikings will be – they had their four-game win streak snapped uh, last weekend, so they'll be looking to get back on track. And Anchor Bay beat uh, St. Clair Shores Unified 5-3 to three last night. Uh, St. Clair Shores Unified Saturday plays Port Huron Unified 1 o'clock at McMoran Arena, and we'll have that game as well. All right. Anything else, Dennis? Um, again, tonight, only one game. Utica at Port Huron that should be a fun matchup. Excited to see what the last year of the Big Reds holds for Portier on high. Yeah, I, I just I want to see this this team. I want to see how they come out and play. We know that they have athletes. We know that they've got uh, good uh, players. Uh, Rosenau, Oriole, I think Jaden Ashford's playing mm-hmm. this year. So um, they should be a fun team. 
and Utica is a nice, tough opponent to to go after. And I do like Port here on Highs, Jim. I do like the elevated stance. Oh yeah, I mean it, it's and it's a great spot to watch a basketball game from from a broadcast standpoint. All right, that is well supposed to be what a seven seven o'clock tip with the JV game. Who knows? That's why I, I've so, been pretty lucky with my JV games, and I've we, we've been starting pretty close to on time. And that's the one thing, like if you're wondering why does sometimes they go live at six thirty-five, and sometimes they go live at seven twenty. It's we're at the mercy if there's a freshman game or a JV game. Sometimes you get officials that want to call everything, and the J- we'll show up an hour and a half before, and the freshman game will still be in the third quarter. Uh, I've I've had JV games too that go double, triple. I think I had a quadruple overtime JV game at Armada last year. It wasn't quadruple. I was think it? it was four overtimes, yeah. Wow. All right. Well, um, anything else before we go home? We'll be back uh, Friday. We'll be back Friday. That's all I've got. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.